All right, guys. Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are having a good morning wherever you are. Always appreciate you spending a little bit of time with me. 15 minutes of just whatever is going on with Ole Miss football primarily, but it can be something else. And glad I'm able to bring this daily podcast to you, but appreciate all the listens. Uh, A couple of things here. For one, I'm looking at the calendar, and it's hard to believe that we're already where we are. And we're in October here. It's October the 5th. Good night, October the 5th. I have three kids. That means Christmas is right around the corner. And the older they get, the more expensive they get. Got to deal with that. It's hard to believe the season's already. We're five weeks into this thing. Sitting here, 5-0. and oh, I'm off the big win over Kentucky. And look, we'll get into all that here in just a minute. All right, several things I want to do today. For one, I do want to go over some recruiting stuff, just give you um, some updates on a few of these kids where Ole Miss stands with two months away. Look, speaking of Christmas, right before Christmas, you're going to get that December signing period. That's also nuts. We're two months away from from really signing day. For all intents and purposes, I mean, that's going to be it. December is when most of these kids are going to sign, and that's right around the corner. And as I look at Ole Miss's commitment list right now, and you look at the numbers and how things are stacking up, they have a dozen kids already. Among those dozen, seven of those guys are four-star guys. I think they're close on a couple of other guys. But then you start doing the math here, and no, I don't think that they're going to bring in as many transfers as last year. Look, a couple of reasons for that, two primarily. One of those is that they're sitting pretty good for high school guys. Recruiting this year, at least for my money, has gone much better than it has than it did last year, at least to date. You know, it could change, but to date, it's gone much better. And look, that's that there's no better indicator of that than then state. You look at the top five guys here, and Ole Miss is in on all of them, already three commitments, and they are working hard on some other ones. And I'll give you an update on those here in just a minute. But recruiting is going very well on a high school front. But let's say uh, at 12, okay? Let's say they decide to go, and I say decide to go. I think this really is dependent on what they can get. If they can get the caliber of athlete that they want on a high school level, then yes, absolutely, they'll do it. If that number's 15, if that number's 18, then the number is what it is. But they're going to get as many talented high school guys as they can get. And whenever that cutoff happens, and look, this is is how many we were able to fill. That's the best part of the transfer portal for my money. We'll use 25 as the number for recruiting class. Traditionally, that's about what you're bringing in. I mean, it's changed with different rules, different years. But it is very hard to bring in 25 high caliber players, unless you're Bama, unless you're Georgia, you know, you get to around 15, it's it's hard to fill out those last 10 spots. The way this sets up, Lane Kiffin can sit here and look, and all his recruiting people, whether that's Austin Thomas, whether that's Kelvin Bolton, 
the coaches that are working this, look, this, this is as good a recruiting staff as they've had, and they've had good ones. But what Chris Partridge does, what Derek Nix does, look, go up and down. I shouldn't just list names. You go up and down that list. There are lots of guys on that staff that are excellent recruiters. But you bring in as many talented high school guys as, as you can get. And then when you get to a point where you feel like you're reaching, shut it down. Okay, let's say they get you 18. All right, look, we feel great about that. Feels like we're starting to reach on a few others. We're done. Let's go knock out seven or eight transfers that are out there, and they will be out there. As long as you don't jump at the first thing that's out there and you wait and you get the caliber of player that you're wanting, they will be out there. And I think they've done a great job with that. And then the second part of the why the, the numbers are going to change on high school versus transfer, look, people may not be paying attention to this, but this Ole Miss team is very young. This is a good season so far, and yet everything has lined up perfectly so far. But you look up and down that roster, next year is the year. There's some rebuilding that would have to be done there. Uh, especially on the offensive line. The offensive line would be the issue you're looking at. Can they rebuild there? And there, I would not be surprised to see some transfers. But outside of that, it's a young roster. So there's not as many spots that they're trying to fill with these transfer guys. So that's just something to watch as we go. But when we're looking at the numbers and what these guys are doing, Look, the big one in Mississippi, and I've talked about him several times, is Aiden Williams and what he's been able to do down in Ridgeland. Look, he, he's done it every week. He did it again last week. He had eight catches for 186 yards, a couple touchdowns. He's six years into – I mean six years. Six games in, 45 catches, 890 yards, 11 touchdowns. That's nuts. Um, Aiden is going to come in to Oxford next year, and, and that kid's going to play. And happy for him – him and his dad, he's got his dad, Lorenzo, here in this area. He's an awesome guy. But Aiden's going to come in and play. And look, then you look at a couple of guys. with Well, Sunterine Perkins has killed it all year. Um, he's done, I can just give you those numbers every week. He's going to have a ton of tackles. They're, they're going to win a lot of football games in Raleigh. But he's had a, had a huge year so far. I think he's going to come in and start. But then you're looking at the guys they're working on. You know, Dante Dowdell comes in last weekend. And yes, Dante, is, you should be paying attention to that. And we'll just see where it goes from there. Good weekend in Oxford. He's already over a thousand yards early in the season. He's on pace to do exactly what he did last year, which is roughly 2,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, something like that. Um, he's had a monster year and they're still working on Isaac Smith. And his is a little more up in the air. Um, his numbers across the board are, are top-notch. Rushing, tackles, like he's on the field all the time, does everything for Itawamba. His is a little bit different in a sense. That's a guy that Ole Miss was, ah, they were slow playing a little bit in the summer, want to see a little bit more. And uh, and not just Ole Miss, there were a few places like that. And I don't know what the reason was for that. I think it was just a bad camp somewhere. If I, That's kind of what I've heard. But what he's doing now his senior year I wouldn't be completely shocked to see a school like Alabama come in here and just decide, look, I don't know what they're doing. Like, we like that guy. Look, it happens. Ole Miss just did it. They went into Alabama and grabbed Quinshawn Judkins out of there. 
and Alabama and Auburn didn't want him. So how does that happen? Like, it just, it happens. And the truth is, I want to be honest on Quinshawn. That kid seems awesome from what I know of him and what I've gotten to know with him or on him. I never in a million years would tell you he would do this. Like, he looked really good in high school, and I've told that story before. He looked good when I saw him at practices for Miss Al. He, the actual on the field looked really good. Uh, you could tell he's a young guy, needed to work on his body some, or he just wasn't where he did wasn't a year two SEC running back. He gets to Ole Miss, and man, that dude, he works. And already he's worked on his body, and he has translated. I would not have guessed he's done this. It just, it happens, you know? It happens. And Ole Miss is able to steal one out of Alabama, and maybe they could do the same thing over here because I know they're looking at him, so we'll see what happens with Isaac, but he's killed it. But there's also some other guys out there uh, in terms of what they're bringing in. Like Ole Miss gets a commitment from Braxton Myers, right? Okay, that's a guy they love. That's another four-star guy, another DB. Marvin Burks is out there. That's somebody you thought at one point was going to go a different direction. Now it's looking like it's trending more this direction. I'm hearing it's it's def- it's going to be Ole Miss, but we'll see what happens on that. But that's another four-star guy. With 247, I think we have him as a three, but his overall number is a four. If you look at the composite, that's another four-star defensive back. So now you're talking about eight. Let's say they bring in 18 high school kids and 10 or 11 of these are four-star guys. That's, that's an incredible job on the high school recruiting front. And I think that is very, very doable at this point. Now, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's just that's huge at the moment. You know, we get to this time of year, and the truth is a lot of these kids play things really close to the vest. And like I could call, and I talk to people around Dante Dowdell and talk to people around whether it's Aiden Williams or Sunterine Perkins, but especially these Mississippi guys or their coaches. And they get to this end of the year and and they do want to be more tight-lipped. For one, you know, when there's an interview out there on them, then somebody sees it and then there's pressure for everybody to get something on them. And, you know, they don't, they don't like that ball rolling if they can help it. You know, you love the attention at some point. And then you get into that last year and you're trying to accomplish something on a football field, it can it can be a lot. So it gets a little bit harder to get that stuff. What you get more of is this. You get fewer quotes to put in a story, but you just you still get a lot of info, but it's just it's in a different format. Hey, I'm I heard this, I heard this, and you pass it along. Um, but I do think Marvin Burks, there's something there. And then, like I said. Um, I would be watching Dante Dowdell. He might decide to stick with Oregon, and uh, and I do know that he he loves that place, and he did really like it. But I think it's it it'll be close, and we'll see what happens you know with him the rest of the way. Uh, I think that'll do it for the recruiting part of this. I did want to bring this up. I don't know what kind of monetary value you can put on this kind of thing, but the Lane Kiffin social media stuff. You saw the the every of course everybody saw the Chris Partridge video and the excitement in the the booth and I'm sure he's gotten ragged on a lot at practice this week by coaches and players and especially Kiffin on social media but he tweets out warning people to somehow splice that into other video out there and movies and if you have not seen that thread you should go check it because that stuff is gold 
there's one, oh, what was it? Um, Independence Day. And then you get the speech at the end of it. We will not go quietly into the night, that whole thing. And then they they push in the partridge and the the Weiss video from and Weiss is in there too. Why are we always calling this the partridge video? Just because of the belly. But yeah, that's that that's Chris's video. I think that's fair. But man, that thread is awesome if you haven't seen it. But the value of stuff like that that you get from Lane Kiffin. I mean, I don't know the dollar amount, but it would be a big one. And speaking of Lane, you know this time of year, coaches are coming and going. You know, there's hot seats out there and people are watching their coaches. I was reading a story this morning with Jimbo Fisher. And look, they're 11 and 6 since the start of last year. And you know the contract that they're paying that guy. Uh, His seat's not hot because you can't possibly buy him out. Or else Bjork spent some money on that guy. And uh, and then they are attached at the hip, eleven and six since the start of last year. But that's just one. The Auburn job with Harson and what's up, the craziness that's going on down there. You know, a lot of people are trying to latch Lane Kiffin onto that. Just from what I hear, I just I'm not buying any of that. Not that he couldn't go, uh, and I don't mean Auburn in particular. I just mean in general. Look, let, I had this hypothetical yesterday with some friends of mine. Let's say that Lane pulls off another 10-win regular season. So let's say we're talking again, school record for regular season wins again. We go down that road. And he does it in back-to-back years. Then, yeah, at some point, it gets hard to keep guys. But there are not a whole lot of jobs out there that you bounce to. I don't think Auburn is one of those. I just don't. And if you want to know one reason that he would leave, Look, NFL jobs are what they are. If that came along, then you're dealing with it. And there are these just cream of the the, the top of whatever, say, how did I butcher that? The cream of the, how am I forgetting that saying? Cannot do it. The best of the best, I'm going to go with that. Just the very tippy top jobs. Of course, those are out there. But I think at this point, he's happy in Oxford. I think he likes it. I think NIL is going to be in some ways a deciding factor. Is Ole Miss supporting the program? And I say Ole Miss when I say that, I mean the boosters, the people, the businesses. As long as they're competitive in NIL and he has a legitimate shot, because if you're competitive with NIL, you have a legitimate shot to win and win big. If it came to a point where he decided there's just not the money here, and look, Auburn is dumping tons of money into NIL. Um. I had no idea it was this kind of crazy money, but I was reading something last week about this, like enormous money. Have no idea how they're not winning. But it would be something going down that road if it happened. But I do think he's happy in Oxford. I wanted to get a little bit to Josh Pate, some baseball stuff, Aaron Judge cut-ins. Mike Bianco looks happier than I've ever seen that guy. But I mentioned Josh Pate with 247, one of the Best dudes out there signed his deal with CBS and 247. Does a great job. We'll get into that stuff tomorrow. All right, guys, y'all have a great day. Always enjoy it. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 podcast and the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Have a great day, guys. Talk to you tomorrow.